This is Yolanda Robbins, your host of the Parish Property Chronicles. In this episode of the Parish Property Chronicles, my guest is Jasmine Tan, a San Francisco-based entrepreneur who is the CEO, CFO, stylist, and shop girl of her urban emporium, Picnic SF. After years of visiting Paris with her family, in 2016, Jasmine purchased and renovated a 35-square-meter bijou apartment in the 17th district. Let's hear how this shop girl realized her dream and became the owner of a pied-à-terre in Paris. Jasmine, I want to thank you for joining us today on the Parish Property Chronicles. I know that you're based in the United States, specifically in San Francisco. Can you tell us what it's like there with the fires? Are, are you are you affected at all by what's happening there right now? Well, thanks for asking. We are not affected in terms of um, personal property. Nothing has been, um, the fires aren't close to us where we have a will suffer from physical damage, but the air pollution is definitely pretty bad. And um, mm-hmm. yeah, and it's just it's just devastating. Uh, we're seeing this occur every year and it's starting earlier and earlier. So yeah, um, uh, and with 2020 being such a horrible year, it just couldn't come at a worse time yet. Yeah, economically, it hasn't been a good year for, for many people, especially with small businesses. And you are a small business. You, you're an entrepreneur. So you're originally from Singapore, but moved to the Bay Area and have called it home since 1998. You're an entrepreneur right now. You own uh, some boutiques. Can you tell us a little bit about your activities in, in San Francisco? Yeah, sure. I have a women's clothing and accessories boutique in San Francisco and right next door to it. I also have a small home goods and lifestyle boutique. I've been in that same San Francisco location for the past uh, 16 years. It's in a cute little neighborhood called Russian Hill. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I practically do everything for the store. I'm the CEO, CFO, the stylist, photo assistant, the shop girl. Prior to um, running my um, own boutique, I had worked in advertising as a copywriter. Okay. We met because you were interested to purchase a property in Paris. But first, if you could just share with our listeners how you developed, you and your family, developed your love of France and specifically of Paris. Ooh, this is so exciting. <laughs> well, it's very hard not to love France, I, I believe. And I'm pretty sure most of your listeners are um, Francophiles as well. My husband has two brothers that live in France. So we've been going to France almost yearly since um, we've been married. France would be a pit stop on the way to other parts of Europe, Turkey, Lebanon. And I guess throughout all those years, I've, I developed an admiration for the French uh, joie de vivre, especially their love for food as well as the arts and culture. So I just love how mealtime is so sacred there and how the arts are so revered. So yeah, I guess um, having gone many times, that's how I've developed my love for France. I just love that how, um, you know, They've just dedicated shops to selling one single item, like umbrellas, and that's it, or like uh, cheese, and that's it. And you know how Don't you just love that? Yeah. I mean, the, the the French do have a flair for doing that, yeah. for just creating a, a business out of offering just one fun. item, but in different variations of that of that of that item. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and just how having a métier is so held in high regard. You know, if you're like a luthier or an umbrella maker, you know, it's. It's uh, it's a sacred profession, you know. Yeah, I, I just love that. Yeah. Okay, great. So, how long after your various trips to France did you think about purchasing a property? 
Um, well, it didn't take long because I'm one of those tourists that um, like to stand in front of real estate agencies, you know, and look at the listings. <laughs> I'm like, ooh, that looks nice. Maybe maybe I can see myself living there. And, and I guess, um, you know, that's how it started. But um, I have to say what really cemented that resolve um, was when we rented an apartment on Rue de Lévis during one of our trips mm-hmm. to Paris. Um, Rue de Lévis, for those who don't know, is a market street and um, it's a very local neighborhood and lots of um, you locals go there and they probably go to the same butcher, the same cheesemonger, the same boulangerie that they, they go to every single day. And um, that location was close to Parc Monceau, is close to Parc Monceau, and that's where my daughter and her cousins um, will meet to play. So it just felt like uh, my spirit neighborhood. So that was when. Okay, great. And it's also on the 17th. So yeah. Parc Monceau and Rue de la Vie is in the 17th district, which is in the west mm-hmm. of Paris. Can you just share with our listeners the, the actual process? Because first you started on your own, I believe, and then you contacted me. Mm-hmm. So just tell us a little bit about the process in both phases. It started off um, with pouring over listings on Cologie and then um, subsequently reading and researching a ton on um, buying a property in France as a foreigner. I would hit up websites like um, Expatica and International Living just to find out what the steps were, how easy it was to get um, financing as a foreigner. And then um, subsequently, I started looking into property agencies that especially those that had experience helping um, North Americans or foreigners um, purchasing property in France, because I knew for sure it wasn't something I could do alone from afar. And then finally Mm -hmm. interviewing the various agencies to find out which one was most aligned with what I wanted and could help me. I think all in all, it took a year. I mean, we actually really wanted an agency who knew and understood what our dream was and who was really candid about the process. I mean, we would meet agents that would um, try to sell us on their idea of what in, in, an investment property was, but you know, we had a different dream. So it took a while for us to find someone who knew and understood what we wanted. I consider myself fortunate <laughs> that you eventually found me. No, we, we think we really struck the lottery when we found you considering our dreams. <laughs> I don't think people get an appreciation or an understanding of having someone who can be your advocate, but also simplify the process for you because there's no MLS here. There's no multiple listing service here. So you have to go to different agencies for the same property at different prices. So it's really, yeah. And and even in the listings that you see on Cilogia, you would see the same uh, property being listed by various agencies and within the descriptions, the descriptions would all differ too. For your search, you were very specific, so that helped. So you were very keen on that area near Rue de la Vise. I think we may have looked at other places, not many, but it was very important for you to be there because you have family there or because um, why that specific area, Paris? Well, we have um, my brother-in-law. They live in Lille, but they have a place um, in the 8e, in the 8th arrondissement near Parc Monceau. So uh, Rue de Lévis was close enough to that neighborhood. And it was a market street, and I really liked that local hustle-bustle feel of that street. And yeah, to be honest, I, we are really grateful that we found you because our constraints were so tight. It... Mm-hmm. took us much longer than we had, had anticipated. And yeah, 
you were very patient throughout the process. It's all part of my job. (laughs) (laughs) I, I really try to take into account not only your dream, but as many criteria as I can. So if if it's not the right one, because we saw a lot, we saw a lot, and and then we started sourcing together. You came, and then we you physically searched, and then you you had to go back after a certain period of time. But we we just really kept at it, and we eventually found a property that was within not even, I mean, it was two minutes from Rue de la Vise. So because being on Rue de la Vise might have been somewhat noisy. Uh, when you rented your your an apartment there, were you actually facing the street? Yeah, it was facing the street, but it was further down where, um, the further away, not on the market portion of the street. The other half of Rue de la Vise, where it was more um, boutiques and not the the market where you would probably get more noise with the early morning traffic of deliveries yeah but uh, no I could I certainly get your point of view yeah definitely now in hindsight um Mm -hmm. a couple of minutes away from Rue de Levy is actually much better especially considering the early morning deliveries that they have for every market street so we ended up finding an adorable, I mean, we had to have some 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 foresight because some vision because the the apartment was Oh, I don't know if you remember this. This woman had a doll collection. Mm-hmm. Do you remember? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, but I said, it's in the right location. It's, uh, it's third floor, three, three flights up. So, um, so then we, we got it and it required renovations. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about the process and what needed to be renovated and how you perceive the process went? Yeah, I mean, yeah, for sure, the location sealed the deal. You had sent us images, but even with the photos, it's really hard to visualize from afar what the ap- apartment would look like. And what really helped was um, you had emailed us a mock-up floor plan of what the apartment had potential to become. So that really helped because, you know, from afar, when you see photos, you you really can't make a decision based on that because you, you really need someone's professional um, opinion and advice. I mean, it's hard to make a, a decision based on like photos of like poorly decorated spaces. And you also know what need to know what the common area of the apartment building looks like, as well as um, what's across from this building, what's across the street from the building. The renovations actually turned out actually pretty smooth. I mean, one of the reasons we decided to go with your service, Yolanda, was because uh, besides property search, you also were able to help with the after sales, with the mm-hmm. pop- the um, project management of the renovation and that was helpful because we knew from afar there was no way we could have overseen a renovation in, of that scale. Um, we ended up having to move the kitchen and the bathroom, I remember. Yeah. Yeah, the original kitchen was just a tiny sliver of a space. It was um, right when you opened the front door, you were treated to a view of the shower. <laughs> right, I remember. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And that was, and that was I remember in the photos when you had toured the apartment, but then um, you had subsequently had provided us a, a layout of what it could have been. And that really like, you know, set the wheels in motion. Right. So then we had you had also recommended an architect to help us mm-hmm. kind of drawing out plan. You already had a contractor that you knew. So it was fairly effortless. Um, we expanded the kitchen. We put the kitchen where the bathroom was and we had 
um, made the bedroom smaller. And then the bathroom subsequently was moved to where the old kitchen was. And I remember there was a separate WC, but we decided to make the bathroom American style with the toilet in the bathroom. So the space where the WC once was is now a linen closet, which um, in Paris, uh, space is a premium. So storage is, is always great. Yeah, um, I mean, it's always um, great to have someone that um, has experience with project management, but I think more importantly, it's also great to have someone with connections with contractors, architects, etc., builders, because um, if, if anything were to go awry, which thank God for this project, it didn't, um, having those connections in the back pocket is, is very crucial, I think, yeah. I think what's important as well is not only the location, but to have the foresight of what the property could can be, mm-hmm. which is why, even from a distance, I said, this is really, this can be what you want it to be, Jasmine. This can be, because it has good light, it has nice period details. There was a fireplace, mm-hmm. even though it was covered up with her dolls. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a fireplace in the main living room. The bedroom was on the courtyard, so it was quiet, even though the street wasn't you know, a very well-traveled street. But it had good light. And, and I think with a few modifications and, and some nice artificial lighting as well, because the kitchen, I think, for the amount of space that you and your husband purchased, mm-hmm. it's about 30, what, 30, 35 square meters. I, f- yeah. I forget. Mm-hmm. It has a really nice kitchen and it's the only place without natural light, but we tried to bring it in by creating above the wall, a window to let the light in. So that, that actually helped with that space as well. And the finishes that you selected were very because you're in the business, of course, <laughs> you, you have a sense of style already. But the finishes that you selected, I think, worked worked really well. Yeah, thank you. It was it, it turned out perfect. I, I was really pleased with it. The location was great. Um, yeah, I like that uh, it was facing the street because um, I know many people will advertise an apartment saying it's calm because it's in the courtyard. But I, I really don't want to fly to Paris and look out the window and stare at the courtyard. So it was nice that the living room was facing the street and the bedroom was facing the courtyard. So it took a lot of vision actually to make this, yeah, make this work. And I'm glad make the commitment <laughs> <laughs> and, and make the commitment from afar. Did you ever consider purchasing outside of Paris or was Paris really the only place that you considered to purchase a pied-à-terre in France? No, it was just Paris. Um, in terms of investment, personal enjoyment, it was, it was just the right choice. When comparing Paris to other international cities as well, um, Paris just seemed like such a bargain, actually, to be honest. And, um, you know, you get all the amenities of a big city, like great public transportation, all the cultural activities, as well as like international financial institutions. Yet there are many pockets in Paris, like uh, the different uh, quartiers that still feel like a village in that, that, that makes Paris very unique, and I, I hope it doesn't change. Yeah. Well, it, it, even though we, we have had the pandemic uh, this year, uh, and we've had to adjust, as, as we all have throughout the world, it still remains a formidable city, and I think a good investment for anybody. Um, you and your family are in the U.S., and before the pandemic, because you're not allowed to come right now, how often did you get to enjoy your property in Paris? 
Before the pandemic, we would probably be in Paris every year. But um, before that, it was maybe for shorter periods of time, like uh, three weeks to up to maximum six weeks. But um, starting this year, my husband finally has more time on his hands. And we said, okay, this is the year that we are going to be in Paris for two and a half, three months will really like live the Paris life. But then of course, um, 2020. So he was talking about 2020. So his, your, your plans basically. I guess it didn't pan out for everyone else too. So. What are your plans now until for the foreseeable future, until you can come back and enjoy, enjoy your property? Have you, have, are you renting it? Well, currently right now it's being rented out. I was uh, fortunate enough to have found a tenant. He was, a long-term tenant. He was supposed to have uh, left in May, but his work contract got extended till September. So he will actually be leaving end of this month. After this, I'm not quite sure what we would like to do with it. I certainly would, it would be nice to find a midterm tenant, but um, Mm -hmm. I'm not really looking forward to having someone there long-term because um, if it means sacrificing our uh, vacation plans, I guess, yeah. I would like to leave it empty so that we we can get to enjoy it. So, absolutely, because that's the primary reason that you purchased mm-hmm. it, so your family could enjoy yeah. it and come to enjoy Paris. And we hope that happens soon. You're an entrepreneur and you own boutiques in San Francisco. Do your boutiques have a, a, a French flair? When you used to come to Paris, did you did you source items that you would purchase for your boutiques? Well, that's funny you say that because I was just thinking that maybe that could be the next step. <laughs> <laughs> my career because um i mean i wouldn't say that we have a, a french uh, sense of style specifically but we, we definitely have an appreciation for french style we carry some paris maps as well as some um art prints from french artists but um and, and i guess our home goods can be loosely defined as having um, french country sheep but i never um, actually thought about um sourcing in France, but uh, this year I've definitely given much thought to it because um, the idea of living part time in France is becoming more and more appealing. So, and um, I'm looking at ideas on how to actually uh, make it viable, make it work. Mm-hmm. So, uh, that's definitely yeah, something I'm thinking of. Yeah. Well, who knows? You might have the opportunity to open a, a retail outlet in Paris itself. And you could probably start with, there's an annual trade show Mm -hmm. that's all about home decor. And since one of your stores specializes in that, you could certainly start with a scouting trip for that as well. Jasmine, I really appreciate you coming on today. Do you have any final thoughts that you'd like to share with our listeners about your experience in finding a property, in purchasing it and renovating it? Well, I would have to say my experience is probably a little more unique because I was very specific with the locale that I wanted. I mean, um, to be honest, it was probably maybe just five or six streets in that target neighborhood that was I was looking to buy at. So I had done extensive research. I knew what the price was, what the realistic price per square meter was. And I also was willing to renovate if it was within my budget. But I was definitely not going to compromise on the target. So I think it's really helpful to have someone that can help you along and someone that can buy into your vision and is willing to support that vision. So I guess, uh, yeah, having that professional who gets gets you and 
knows what your vision is is very important. Well, we really appreciate you sharing your experience, and I'm very honored that you had sourced me to help you source and realize your dream of owning a property in Paris. And I wish all the best for you and your family in San Francisco and hope that you remain safe and hope that you get back to enjoy your Paris pied-à-terre very, very soon. Thank you again, Jasmine. Thank you, Yolanda. It's been a pleasure. To see the stunning transformation of Jasmine's apartment for yourself, which took just over three months from beginning to end, please visit my website and look for the project entitled Saussure Levis, and you too will be amazed how a little vision can go a long way and help you realize your dream of having a property in Paris. I'm Yolanda Robbins. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Paris Property Chronicles, property tailored for you.